And good afternoon to you. Thank you for being on board. Pastor Martin back in the seat. We're glad to have you with us. And we do appreciate the mercy of the Lord and all of his goodness and grace to us. We are thankful for the good weekend and again for everything the Lord is doing. And bless his name for his mercy. Uh, appreciate Brother Coach sitting in for us a couple of days. Thank you. We appreciate that. And so we are very grateful and thankful again for you being with us. And we want you to communicate with us. You can do so by texting 577-1296. That's area code 828. Or you can call us. And Brianna is the producer this afternoon in Studio B. And she'll answer the phone. And the number is 828-884-9427. 828-884-WGCR. And we'd be glad to hear from you. We've got uh, traffic and weather and uh, some updates on some sick folk. Stay tuned. All right. Again, we're glad to have you with us, and we're grateful to the Lord for his blessings this afternoon. Let me start out with traffic, and uh, we're doing I-26 looks better than we expected uh, for a Monday, but in downtown Asheville, you've got a real slowdown uh, between uh, Chun's Cove Road and um, I guess that would be Biltmore Avenue, uh, Highway 25 that goes under right there at the Civic Center, and so it's slow through that whole section on the westbound side. Moderate traffic on the bridge, westbound I-240. Other than that, not a lot to talk about. Really not. The gorge is moving, and so there's just not a lot that's going on right now. As far as traffic is concerned, I see a little bit of a slowdown down around the South Carolina-North Carolina state line, and it is in the westbound lane coming into North Carolina. And they're doing some road work through there, I know. Also, if we drop down to Spartanburg, you're looking good this afternoon. No issues, but there's a wreck on I-85. And they say that it's in the southbound lane, but from what I can see, it's in the, yeah, it's in the southbound lane. Okay, so it is in the southbound lane, and it's right there near the airport. And, of course, it's uh, messed up from there down around where uh, I guess that's 14 comes in right through that section, and then it also is slow down, down around Pelham. But after that, it clears up, and 85 is good all the way out. I'm looking for wrecks. There is one on 276 on the east, 276 east, and that is uh, down past Furman. Okay, down past Furman before you come into 253 down there. It's in that section. Let's try to see what else we got traffic-wise. I think, well, there is a wreck on Whitehorse Road. It's down near 81, down near Welcome, South Carolina. And so there's one there. Other than that, everything seems to be moving. Well, I found one more. No, that's the same one. Okay. So anyway, everything else seems to be uh, okay. Uh, there I found one other wreck in Easley. Yep, right there at the split, 93 and 123, right there. And uh, so, let you know about those. All right. Well, it it's uh, it's been nice outside today, but it's gotten cool. Have you noticed that? It really has. It's gotten cool. Uh, we are Asheville was showing 45 at 4:54. 
but it, the feel-like temperature was 39 because of a wind out of the north at 13, gusting to 23. So that brought that wind chill down in the 30s. And a pretty warm and pretty high humidity because it's rained so much, 52%. And so the ground's still pretty wet. And that makes it feel even colder. The pressure's beginning to build back 30.1 inches of mercury. But uh, we're 42 already here at the studio and falling. 54 in Greenville, much nicer. Still got that north wind gusting to 17, but the feel-like temperature stays at 54, and the humidity is lower than it is here in the mountains. And uh, we have still a flood advisory, and this is in effect for Transylvania and Henderson counties, and it is the French Broad River and its immediate tributaries. And it's because of flooding. I, was, I, I come by the Blantyre Gauge today, and uh, I think we're, uh, we're probably running about 17 feet. I didn't actually get out and look at it, but just from gauging it, judging it, uh, that's what it looked like. It's not major, but it's in the fields, you know, on both sides. It's not up into the Blantyre Park. It's not up into that. Uh, there at the takeout, but it's level. So the yeah, it's it's level right there, but it's uh, in the in the cornfields, all up and down the French Broad River Valley. So yeah, we've had a lot of flooding for the month of January, and this whole weather pattern is El Nino, and it's this pumping this stuff right across us. Thankfully, we have been on the warm side of these fronts, and because of that, it has fallen as rain. I can tell you this. You would not have wanted us, <laughs> you would not have wanted all this to fall as snow. Good gracious alive. Could it have? Yeah, it could have. Sure could have. If the jet had come on down and had walked its way on down a little bit, it sure could have. And there's even a little chance of something th th tomorrow night into Wednesday morning. Yeah, nothing major, but there is a chance. So uh, we're dropping down to around 27 tonight. And then 48 tomorrow, that's as warm as it's going to get. Wind lighting up a little bit. Uh, but uh, tomorrow evening, chance of rain showers after 8, mixing with snow after 1 a.m., uh, low down around 32, and a southwest wind about 6. Chance of precip is 50% for tomorrow night. Little or no snow accumulation is expected. Slight chance of rain and snow showers before 7 a.m. on Wednesday. And a slight chance of snow showers between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 46. A north wind, though, 7 to 13. Gusting to 18. Chance of precip is about 20%. 27 Wednesday night, 58 Thursday. 33 Thursday night, 59 Friday. 33 Friday night, 56 in sunshine for Saturday. 33 for Saturday night. Watching, uh, watching this one... For Sunday night, 40% chance of showers. Well, oh, that's, that's during the day. 45 is the high. And watching that Sunday night, mostly cloudy, low around freezing, and 50% chance of showers. Watching that one pretty close. And could. We'll see. But we're a little too far out to make any predictions right now. Just depends on what the week holds. All right. So. I know everybody's wanting a little snow. Everybody likes a little snow for the season, and I, I get it. But uh, it just we just have not had the right uh, prescription. We it, it has snowed all around us. It snowed uh, on the Parkway. It has snowed uh, up in Madison and Buncombe. It snowed. It, it was white 
Saturday's a week ago. It uh, has snowed in Pigeon Forge, and, and but it, Southern Mountains have not seen any yet. We're in a snow drought. It's been a top, about a, quite a long while since we've had measurable snow at the Asheville Airport. The uh, broadcast date today on the last Monday in the month of January is being brought to you. The general and the network budgets being brought to you uh, and sponsored by Macedonia Baptist Church and Silverstein in honor of their pastor, Lamar Owen, on his birthday. And we salute Brother Lamar. Uh, Brother Lamar actually started out his, uh, his engineering career here with us and then went on to be the, the chief uh, communications uh, whatever whatever the, that's called up there, the engineer at Perry, the Pisgah Astronomical Research Institute, and he is still uh, one of our contract engineers. So, and he's also a pastor. Congratulations to Pastor Owen. Uh, birthdays today, uh, Brother Butch, Butch Sexton from Anchor. Congratulations. Mr. Lamar Owen, pastor of Macedonia, and uh, Pastor Philip Youngblood is having a birthday today as well over at Hooper's Creek. And so congratulations to these folks here from the crew at Anchor Broadcasting. Let's take a quick look at who is online with us today. Akron, Ann Arbor, Brevard, Fort Mill, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Uh, Houston, Indianapolis, Islamabad, Pakistan, Kiev, Germany, Lexington, Manchester, Marion, Morrisville, Nassau, Ottawa, Ontario, Plymouth, uh, Ridgeland, Rock Hill, bunch of times, Sacramento, St. Louis, Silva, Toledo, unknown over in Germany, another unknown in the United Kingdom, another unknown in Europe, and uh, let's see here, Washington, D.C., and Weaverville. So rounds it out. Glad to have all of you with us and appreciate you being with us. Okay. So uh, <clears throat> let me uh, just say again, I appreciate you being on board and I appreciate everything that the Lord uh, has done and all that he continues to do. Yesterday was Faith Promise Sunday at Anchor and uh, we are uh, grateful uh, that uh, the Lord has blessed to the extent that he has, and we're still not there. Uh, we're, I think, at about 94% of our budget for the year, and so we appreciate what the Lord has done and how the Lord has supplied. I wanted to, I feel like it, it, something needs to be said uh, about our United States servicemen and women that were lost uh, in, uh, in an attack upon Tower 22 in the edge of Jordan this weekend. And our hearts go out uh, to the families of these that were killed. Sergeant William Jerome Rivers, 46, of Carrollton, Georgia. I know, I know that area very well. Uh, Kennedy Landon Sanders, 24, of Waycross. And Specialist Breonna Alexandria Moffitt of Savannah, Georgia, were the three that were killed. And they were assigned to the 718th Engineering Company, the 926th Engineering Battalion, the 926th Engineering Brigade out of Fort Moore, Georgia. And they are a part of what's called Operation Inherent Resolve. And this group was stationed in the edge of 
Jordan right on the Syrian Iraqi border, and they were they were part of an international coalition that were there to defeat ISIS, and so that's what they were there about. And there have been a number of things that have been said uh, by different ones, uh, by the general of, of U.S. CENTCOM, a number of other places. But uh, this this U.S. Outpost Tower 22 is what it's called. If you can imagine, Jordan touches uh, the nation of Israel and just you know, borders a little border of it. Lebanon shares the bigger border, and then Jordan. And then Jordan touches Syria, and Jordan also touches, uh, has a border with Iraq. Right in that corner is where this was at. Now, apparently they had a drone that had been launched from that location, and the drone was scheduled to come in. And so the drone was, was coming back, they thought, and so they didn't take battle stations because they were a drone was scheduled to come in, but it wasn't ours. It was an enemy drone that attacked them, and they were somewhat caught off guard. And the Biden administration has blamed uh, these attacks on an Iranian-backed militia group in Syria and in Iraq who have struck American targets, and they believe all of this is in retaliation for our support of Israel which, of course, the October 7th attack. Uh, so, folks, we're at war, whether you know it or not, or whether the Pentagon tells you or not. I mean, Mr. Biden, we, we are at war. And uh, so, well, how, prove it. Okay, I can. According to the Department of Defense, we have been attacked 165 times since October the 17th. 165 times U.S. troops and assets have been attacked in the Middle East. We've been attacked 66 times in the country of Iraq. We've been attacked 98 times in the country of Syria, and now one in Jordan. There have been more than 40 people injured in the Tower 22 attack. Eight were medically evacuated, uh, there are some in critical but stable condition. We have had over 80 U.S. service members injured since October 17th. And so are we at war? And the answer is yes. Yes, we are at war. And now we have American deaths to prove it. And so I would, uh, and, <clears throat> and I'm going to say it this way. You know, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't believe in, in, uh, tit for tat. I don't believe in this for that. Uh, quid pro quo. I, I don't believe in that. Okay. I, I believe that just makes things worse. I, I like the philosophy that Israel has. You kill one Israeli, we will kill 10 enemy combatants, 10 to 1. And in some cases, they will kill 100 to 1. And so you know, I don't know where this is going. We have been attacked by forces in Yemen. We have been attacked by forces in Syria. We've been attacked by forces in Iraq. And so uh, 
I guess what I'm saying is that we are at war. So far, it is a war that Israel is taking the lead in. And the, the two primary players are Israel, of course, and uh, Hamas. The problem is that Hamas is being backed by Iran and Russia and China and the communist bloc and the Muslim bloc. And then on the other hand, uh, Israel is being backed by the Allied forces, primarily the United Kingdom and the United States, although others have assets there. So I, I would say it this way. I don't think that, again, we need to just, just hit something insignificant and take out three of theirs. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a crippling attack that will cripple their ability to do what they just did. Cripple them, if not extinguish their possibility of doing what they just did. And so I would call on the, uh, I would call on our president to listen to your chief advisors very strongly. Listen to the Pentagon. Listen to the Joint Chiefs. And they have some high-value targets. And that I think that, you know, they, they, they killed uh, their, 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 our soldiers. They killed our soldiers. Uh, they were uh, a sergeant, a specialist, and a, a two specialists. So a sergeant and two specialists. My friend, I think we need to go after generals. We need to go after folks, again, high-value targets. And we need to put some, and we, do, we need to make it very clear. You attack the United States and you'll draw back a nub. And if we don't, somebody said, well, we can't escalate the violence. That's the liberal left doing the talking. The only thing that the Arab world understands is strength. They don't understand anything else. They don't, listen, they believe that diplomacy is weakness. All they respect is someone that's got a bigger stick than they do. Somebody that's got a bigger gun than they do. That's the only thing that they respect, and they will take any efforts toward peace and all the other things, and they're the ones calling for it. It's just to buy time so they can reload. That's all it is. And so I would urge... I would urge our military leaders to make an example out of these things, okay? I would. I certainly would. All right, well, I've got a bunch of questions today and not enough time to answer them. And I appreciate, the, I appreciate folks asking questions. Again, I'm not going to be able to fill them all. I'll try to do some research, 0860. Thank you for the comment. Uh, the... Uh, you know, 3083, uh, I am, i be honest with you, we've, this is one of the few times that we've got good people in the primaries, multiple good people. Um, I'd say it this way, you know, in the governor's race, anything's an improvement, 
and uh, if if the state goes if the state goes red, and so um, we, do we do have some qualified people that are running? And of course, I have my favorite. Uh, that's pretty obvious, but you know, and I, I've had a lot of criticism because of some things that were said years ago on Facebook. But here's what I challenge someone to do: give me the context. No one ever will give me the context. And context in speech means everything. To what context were we talking about? Um, <clears throat> Mark Robinson is accused of anti-Semitic remarks way back somewhere. Well, yes, I've seen the remarks, but I have not been able to see what went on in the days leading up and the days after. And he has also clarified and 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 you know walked those back. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have a problem with his stand. I've been, a lot of people have asked me, and I don't have a problem. Matter of fact, he'll be in Franklin. He's in Franklin. When is it? February 10th? I think it is. Big rally over there at a Baptist church. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, and, uh, and I got a bunch of other people asking political questions. And uh, so, uh, so uh, let's see here. And uh, Charlie Whitmire, okay, is added to the birthday list. It didn't make my screen. So my screen may not have been updated. So I don't usually update that one. So let me see. It still didn't come up. Okay. Well, uh, it, somebody failed to put it on there. That's okay. Happy birthday to Charlie Whitmire. All right. Let me. Uh, yeah. Let me uh, back up here. I'm still going down the list here. Uh, if we spend one in ten here defending U.S. borders as we do defending foreign borders, we have no in vested interest in uh, the Middle East. America first. Yes and no, yes and no. Uh, we're the only, <laughs> we're the only thing that is standing between. Uh, I mean, Israel is is a vested interest. They are a democracy, and they are our closest ally. Did you know that Israel votes with the United with us in the United Nations more so than than Great Britain? They are our closest ally, and so do we have an interest there? Yes, we do great a great interest and so we we're there we need to be there uh i can't say that we have a great interest in ukraine sorry i mean yeah we get our fertilizer from there and we get other natural resources from there but but my point is that we are putting a great deal of effort in ukraine and so you know and uh 4028 set an example for the rest of the world i believe that and uh so uh, yep, uh, there's, there's a number of people got, got, uh, yeah, so we are at war. We have been, 0502 says, if we don't retaliate, it'll be much bigger next time. That's my point. This is my point. We've allowed this to happen. And again, you, you, you can't allow this to happen. And so anytime you put foreign troops, you put American troops on foreign soil, you have to create such an iron dome around them. And if for whatever reason, American blood is shed, then somebody's got to pay and pay dearly. You just don't attack the United States and get by with it, at least up until the past couple of years. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, 
and for 1817, yeah. Let me go back to the context thing. Okay, so what if I say to you, he nailed it? That's a phrase, right? He nailed it. Now, if we're talking about my grandson's uh, hitting a shot from the three-point line in basketball, and I say he nailed it, that's a good thing, right? That's right. So you say, well, he nailed it. It's a good thing, right? It's a good thing. No, no, not always. I was building a rabbit cage in a hurry Friday afternoon. I had gloves on. Because I had gloves on, I didn't sense where my fingers were. <clears throat> I took an air gun with 100 pounds of pressure on it and stuck an, a number eight, <clears throat> Brad, through the outside board, through the inside board, and through my finger, through the pad of my finger, through the bone, and up out the top next to my where my cuticle's at. The nail come all the way through my finger. And I could hold it up and say, he nailed it. Now, is that a good thing? No. When you say he nailed it and you're building a rabbit cage with an air nailer, to say he nailed it is not a good thing. When you're talking about your finger. If you're talking about basketball, it's a good thing. But if you're talking about your finger, it's a bad thing. Trust me, you never in your life had anything hurt like that nail gun going through my finger. And it went through it like it was butter. Just bam, right through it. To the point it was numb, almost. But the ache through the bone, oh, you talk about hurt. Oh, hurt, hurt, hurt. So my finger is in the process of healing. It has been, it has hurt. I've, it's had a pulse all weekend because I nailed it. <clears throat> yeah. But unless you knew the context of that phrase, you wouldn't know if it was good or bad, would you? If we're talking about basketball, it's good. If you're talking about it, your finger, it's bad. That's the way social media is in so many things. That's, that's why... <laughs> That's why you snip it and clip it, and, and you can make anybody say anything. You know, you can make anybody say anything. And so uh, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Okay. And I agree, don't go to war if you don't intend to win. That's exactly what I, I, I'm saying. Take care of our own. Take care of Israel. I appreciate that. Uh, somebody said, you really nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Ouch, that's a tetanus shot. Just had one. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, just all that to say this, um, I, I have my views very strongly and uh, on Israel, on the nation of Israel. And uh, I'm not changing for anyone. Okay, I'm not changing for anyone. And uh, they, God's, God's, uh, God said to, the, to Abraham, he said, I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee. And I can't find anywhere where he ever took, changed his mind on that. And you watch the nations that bless Israel, they'll be blessed. The nations that curse Israel, they'll be cursed. There's even a correlation to natural disasters. So I said, I don't believe that. There is. Natural disasters occurring because we do something bad against Israel. All right, let's pray. Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for your mercy and grace. Help us, I pray, to be found faithful. May your will be accomplished, and Lord, we'll give you the glory for all that you do. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.